Wait, what was the show? What's the show where they go to the uh, the storage units, the delinquent storage units, and clear them out? Uh, storage wars. Stor- yeah, it's no, yeah. it's like that. It's yeah. we should all we're all gonna go down and like see if we can get the best stuff out of uh, <laughs> out of Paul's lockers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul's <laughs> public storage units. Out of Mopop, out of Cinerama. The city's like a storage unit for his toys, like but a display, but like on display. Yeah, uh, it's he's like that adult man who has like action figures lined up in his house, like I did in my room as a child, and I'm sure he did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet he kept his in, in the, the box, box, you know, well. carded as they say. Yeah. Um, but now that's just that's just everywhere in our public spaces. Yeah, um, it's more like. An estate sale. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the estate sale. Like, to go down to Mopop, check everything out, maybe, you know, handle those guitars, all, whatever. The, we were talking about the critter. I mean... Yes. Oh. Fighting over the critter. Dibs on the critter. Yeah. What, that else, is, what else is down there? I don't know. Dude, it's a bunch of fucking junk. It it's is got a bunch of fucking junk. old guitars in yeah. the EMP and the, the Sci-Fi Museum. It's just a bunch of, like... Were there costumes there? I, there's I a little bit remember. of that, but it's mostly like a rifle from Starship Troopers or something. It's just like a <laughs> random. There's a few models. <laughs> yeah, but it's most. It's a pretty small collection too. It's yeah. like it's not that impressive and or pretty or well put on for that matter. Well, in a city like this, though, we'd have a lot of competition. I think down there for, for trying to get the stuff. So. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we would have you'd have to fight people. It would it would be serious business. I mean, we might want to do like divide and conquer, where you go down to Mopop, I'll go down to the Cinerama. Oh, I'm, I'm going down the docks and seeing if I can get a deal on a yacht. Oh yeah, upgrade from yeah the you know, oc- from my 36 foot home to a uh, 127 <laughs> yeah. foot mega yacht uh, or something. Yeah, one of the top 15. Longest yachts in the world. I think world at or times something. he has had the biggest yachts in the world. Yeah, because it was it's him. It's like a it's like some kind of war between him and some other rich idiot. Yeah, is it Ellison? I can't remember the first name. The Oracle guy. Somebody told me a story that when they were when they each were building their mega yachts, there was some espionage or there was some back and forth between and posturing. We talked about this once, where they would lie about how long it was to kind of psych out the other one. Well, as they're building it, as they're like, building, that's it. like the plot of that movie of well, um, the cat movie, the cat movie with um, fucking uh, De Niro. No, 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 no. Was it's it? um, it's uh, fuck. I know. I can't remember who that was. Um, that movie was uh, truly insane. Like, wasn't that like a French production or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, with... Um... It wasn't Nine Lives? I thought it was Nine Lives. Oh, dude, yes. Which I thought was De Niro as the cat. No, no, no. It's um, Kevin Spacey. Dude, oh, okay. Kevin Spacey. Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. And that is not yachts, though. It's um, it's, it's just, uh, Skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It was ex- ex- for the that exact same, the same thing. thing like yeah. lying back and forth, uh-huh. surprising yeah. at the last minute. Yeah. Great movie. If anyone wants to see a movie from the great, one of our <laughs> great like national treasures, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey with an impeccable, which, um, impeccable record. I mean, yeah, whose work will be treasured um, <laughs> uh, to the to the end of time. Yeah. Uh, Nine Lives mm. great. Also has Christopher Walken. Um, yes. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no, it's exactly like that. Things rich people do to compete because they've they've done everything else. I guess yeah, nothing has right. any meaning anymore. Well, you, it's well, it's isn't that really kind of the uh, the slippery slope of wealth? Is that or what people say about pornography? Is that you escalate, right? Your behavior just kind of escalates. Yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, you're, I guess. You're chasing the dragon. Exactly. You know? Yeah. How else are you like, going to get your thrill? Really? At a certain point, you can't. Like making more money doesn't. It just is. Doesn't feel as good as it did before. Yeah. No. In the amount, right? Like yeah. you're all yeah. like, once you've made. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos, right? Like he's there. Uh-huh. Like once you've once you're worth however many hundreds of billions. Hundred sixty billion for him. Um. Like another adding another. 50 billion is like whatever so what you have to do to chase that dragon instead is you have to start inverting it yeah. and see if you can spend it like a bigger and bigger <laughs> asshole every day like yeah yeah for paul allen who was a petty nerd and a small thinker and like a really like well new money too also yeah absolutely but like just just a totally pedestrian, mm-hmm. like, boring man. Who Son of a librarian. Co- collected, well, like, let's, you know, uh, wherever he came from, like, he's just <laughs> a boring loser who wanted to sure. collect action figures uh-huh. and guitars yeah. and yachts mm-hmm. and planes mm-hmm. and got into real estate, like... Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, yeah. now, at least Jeff Bezos, who is a de- just a delusional <laughs> asshole, at least his vision may be fucking stupid. Yeah, but he has vision. He's like he thinks he's going to take the human race into fucking space. Right. Um. And wait, doesn't Paul Allen have a space thing too? They all no. Do. I don't think he no, ever is he did. The one. I don't we think he ever did. Bill and I think I think that's things. a good point. I think that um. Jeff and Elon and a lot of our other friends, they're they like staring into the abyss. But Paul was never like that. He likes sports. Apparently, he owned what three sports teams? Is that right? The Seahawks, the Sounders. Doesn't no, he? dude. No, I no, knew there did? was something. Dude, hang on, oh, hang on. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strato Launch Systems. So again. It's like an air launch system, okay. you know, like uh-huh. um, Branson's ones like that, oh, right? Okay. Like where a plane takes it up. Oh, right, right. And then, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. split, you know, uh-huh, it goes far, uh-huh. you know, yeah, to yeah. get into low orbit right. as a, again, same thing, like, and it, it, this this was like a project, really. This wasn't like a full company. So, like, I guess it was actually built by the aerospace company Scaled Composites. This was just like a project he funded to build one craft. So, again, small thinker. Yeah. Um, not. Yeah. Like a truly visionary, uh-huh. rapacious capitalist psychopath, yeah. like um, like our hero like Jeff, little Jeff, Jeffrey. Um, just just a a, a sad sort of <laughs> pathetic loser who just fucking who collected got in got into the junk. like uh, yeah, but also like made his money like all these guys just yeah. like getting in the right place at the right time. You know, well he was forced out too at Microsoft. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he had to uh, Gates. He had to choose like um, while he was sick. Yeah. So, just think about that. Yeah, those guys are chew on that a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> that, like, yeah, that whole world, I mean. <laughs> but people, um, well, if that's what we think about Paul Allen. Um, just a, a boring fucking nerd uh, with too much money. Like, he just, like, all of his, bo- like, banal interests, he just sort of, like, shat all over the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like, people now, like, half the population of Seattle have moved here, like, long since the EMP was built. But yeah. if you recall, people in this town had, like, a very natural human reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was that it was fucking offensively stupid, not to mention, like, viscerally ugly um, <laughs> when it first went up, when it was, like, giving all this public space to this jerk to put this stupid put, fucking It's museum. a storage <laughs> unit. I mean, it is. And like, anyone who on. ever went there, went there and went, like, this sucks. What, is the, who, what was the idea, even? Like, what was, yeah. like, what was this supposed to be? Like, it... I think it's changed a lot. I think there are still remnants of what it was, but, like, I think some of this is still there. Um, But it was, like, supposed... the Experience Music Project. It's now called the Mopop, but... And it was... Pop culture. So the idea was, like, it was this interactive... First of all, it's, like, a museum to, like, boomer rock nostalgia, okay? Yes. Already, you're, like... Even though I, I... I dig those jams, like okay, because but I recognize that like the rest of the oh, global culture yeah. doesn't give a shit yeah. and shouldn't really, yeah. um, and the but it's worse than that because so it's yeah it's a collection of these fucking Jimi Hendrix guitars or some shit and I'm sure like you know Pete Townsend and Eric Clapton and like and some, whatever yeah, Rolling some, Stone stuff, sure. but but. They had this whole very, like, peak tech boom interactive element, you know? Right, yeah. It was like a guitar center at first. That was its big thing, was that you could go in and play a bunch of instruments. Yeah, and there's even, like, you could, like, go up on a stage and, like, put a band of, like, peop- other people who paid $25 admission yeah. and also didn't to you know get, how to like, shuffled onto a stage and yeah. pretend to play like a really lame concert um again just a bad idea just a thing that didn't and does yeah. not need to exist yeah. um which is why it's changed so much i think because it was always still there was a con there's a venue too right a concert yeah the venue? sky church i think is what it's called do people still do shows there i don't know i got the sense like it was a venue that nobody really liked that kind of sucked because yeah, no one ever it, played there it, it did you suck. see shows there i went to one when i was a kid well when we were in high school i went to some fucking house dj which was dumb i regretted it but uh, it, it did suck it was like seeing a show in a cafeteria oh fuck it really 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 sucked well that's the thing about that whole thing is so it was so inorganic and yeah, well, like forced and horrible. Like no, of course. <laughs> like every everything about it, just an absolute tragedy. And despite its specifically professed organic form, the <laughs> the facade yeah. of the MP of life, like this. Yeah, and I think this dominated like the backlash for years. Was like all the unwashed hoi polloi. Um, <laughs> You know, reacting to the 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 brilliant avant garde architecture of Frank Gehry, it's fucking. It looks like shit. Frank Gehry is a fucking fraud. He's a terrible fucking architect. 
his <laughs> the shit he builds is banal trash. Yeah, like, well, this is my for list for all, all our listeners, all three of you. Um, this is the second time I'm hearing this rant because I heard it when the Star Trek stuff came through. But Greg is right, so continue, Greg. Let's yeah, well, the start the Star Trek exhibit was okay. This well, that the was stuff a traveling was cool. exhibit. Like they had actual yeah. cool stuff that like the kind mo- of the level models. of stuff that that. You thought would be there all the time. Right, the sci-fi museum, you would think, like, oh, he he made a whole museum to it. Yeah, it's just like a basement full of, like, some some really, like, like, D-list like props from movies, like yeah. some well, shit. Well, like the like the critter. I mean, yeah, it's it looks fucking that, no, cool. No, that's but... what's cool is the coolest <laughs> thing in the whole thing is a critter. Like that's literally the coolest yeah. thing. Fuck. Sorry, I derailed you, but like when you, I mean, when you go in there, because you see it from the outside, and like Greg's saying, it looks organic. It looks like it's this cool sort of almost like Gaudi-esque sea creature building, but you go in and it's like this shitty warehouse yeah. that looks like a 1990s set location for a shitty sci-fi, like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. you'd see on Mystery Science Theater. Right, something. no, that's exactly what, wow, that would be a great, and actually, it, it set has, location for a shitty It has none of that film. organic under those organic no, components on the inside. It's like a big laser tag arena or something. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's the secret of, to Frank Gehry. Frank Gehry is just like... He's a guy like Paul Allen and like all these tech guys. Someone developed a technology. Some mm-hmm. smart people. He was just a... A young, like, wannabe architect who just got in on the ground floor when, like, 3D CAD technology was developed. <laughs> and he saw the, the way you could use that technology to create some outlandish you know, curvy form. Yeah, yeah. But because you, you know, you have the assistance of this computer, you can do it and print blueprints that, uh-huh. and, and then you go like skin it with this. <laughs> and then you tell some better architect or construction firm yeah. to build a square like <laughs> building underneath it. That's a real building. Yeah. That's square shaped. And like then, all normal buildings, pretty right. much, right? Yeah. Just build it just like a regular building. Yeah. And then just put this ugly skin on top of it. So if you walk in any, like in the EMP, like you walk in the doors through this this yeah. curving, like, compound curved facade, and you walk in and there's a little, like, anteroom between <laughs> that facade and where the actual building starts that was designed by a real architect yeah. who knows how to, like, construct yeah. a building. Right. And then... That's just, <laughs> it's just holding up that facade. Totally, it's, That's yeah, it. Like, yeah. it's not, like... No, there's nothing impressive about it. No. It's just, it's mostly empty space that makes you feel very sad. Yeah, uh, dog shit. Yeah. And, and, God, it's fucking ugly. It is, it's extremely ugly. Yeah. It's very ugly. And it's supposed to ostensibly actually, look like a heart, right? Isn't it somehow related to Jimi Hendrix? Dude, I have no fucking idea. I, I just vaguely remember that from when it came out. I it's also it's probably the among the worst of his buildings because like some of them like okay if you just take it at the level of like it's just us it's a sculpture it's an right. interesting organic yeah. sculpture uh-huh. that they're ha- like that's one way okay he's a guy who does these interesting organic sculptures like yeah. metal skin sculptures yeah. over a square building uh-huh. again so not that impressive in terms of architecture but. A neat, huge sculpture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of them kind of work on that level. The MP is absolute dog shit. Yeah, it's it's trash. 
uh, and yeah. it's extremely expensive to go. It's it might be one of the most expensive attractions in quotes in Seattle. It's not one of those things that's gonna like be appreciated. 50 no. years from now. It'll, no one will ever no. think it looks good. It's a piece of shit. It's not like right next door, some very outlandish, hyper-modern <laughs> architecture, no. the futurist, no. like, Mm-mm. the space needle that <laughs> makes no logical sense and is totally insane and yeah. is beautiful. It's a, like a, right. it's a work of art. It's and a, will it's always a, be beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, like, Frank Gehry is a fucking fraud. Uh, Paul Allen is a loser with no taste. <laughs> <laughs> who just shat his fucking own personal little like obsessions over the yeah. city? Um, just something with nothing. Else, someone with nothing else to care about but sports and, and memorabilia. Yeah. You know. Well, like any nerd, they ultimately want you to like their stuff. So right. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably really the genesis of all this. Is he's like, I've got all this stuff. I think it rules. No one can see it. Yeah, no, of course. He want he he's a guy who just won't shut up about like <laughs> about X Red Dwarf or something. Critters, he's, like keeps or, yeah. quoting it to you. Yeah, and, like yeah. and you're like Paul. Once no, like, I you get understand it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, and yeah, God, what a fucking loser. Yeah, and shit. yeah. Uh, okay, but so, other people had other things to say about. Yeah, this, right? well, and since we're taking a little break, uh, hi. It's Seattle Sucks podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. It's been like a month, I think, because, I don't know, shit happens. But uh, we've got, I mean, Greg's back. I'm as back, you, baby. You've heard, you've got your little taste of Greg. I've, and, been, uh, uh, I've been busy. He's been a busy little boy. And so this week it's just Greg and it's me, Colin. But uh, we're working on hopefully getting a very special guest lined up. So look forward to that. In the future, hopefully yeah, sooner than a month. Week, yeah, an entire three, possibly four people are on the mic. That'd be great. That'd be great. We'd yeah, that would be really fantastic. But, um, um, yeah. So, with that said, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Every, a lot, of, of course, everyone had shit to say about Paul Allen. Um, Shama Swant, mm-hmm. of course, had a response to his death. Posted something. Uh, a little Facebook uh, mini obit post, um, and this is what um, Stephanie Klein at My Northwest had to say about it. Uh-huh. I'm going to read that before I read the actual uh, <laughs> post. It says it's not uncommon for Sawant. She went after both Senator John McCain and former First Lady Barbara Bush mere hours after they had passed away. <laughs> literally, two of the like worst people in the history of American oh, public God, life. Yeah. Real fucking yeah. scumbags. Well, um, plus, fucking John McCain had been dying for like a year. I mean... Yeah, also, um... Yeah, this, like, you can't attack the dead thing. Doesn't make any sense to me, but, um... Well, yeah, so, sorry, to interrupt you quickly, like, the whole intention of this is really just to make everyone pause, because the impulse that the media has and everybody has when these people pass away, is to immediately lionize them. Oh my god, yeah. And so she's just, I think her intention is going, wait a minute, let's uh, maybe think about this a little more critically. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> right, and we'll, we'll get to that, the actual quote, yeah. which yeah. is so fucking, um, <laughs> like, low-key. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alan, this is still um, Stephanie Klein in My Northwest. Alan, co-founder of Microsoft and owner of the Seattle Seahawks, among other things, is probably best known for his philanthropy. <laughs> he publicly pledged to give away most of his fortune 
She doesn't actually mention how that went. Um, I bet you he signed on to the Buffett thing. Yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) Forbes quote of the day on Tuesday. She's. This is. Forbes. This is uh, she read the first obit she read was in Forbes. Um, that that tells you something. Uh, from Alan, she's quoting here, <laughs> quoting Forbes, quoting Alan. Our net worth is ultimately defined not by dollars, but rather by how well we serve others. According to Forbes, Alan donated fifty. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, sh- she's you know pissed at Sawant. What it actually served, this is this is Sawant's. Um, Facebook post. Paul Allen was known as a philanthropist. He spent $250 million on the biggest yacht in the world in 2003. He also owned more, two more yachts and a fleet of private jets, several sports teams. He paid to put the Quest Field, Quest Field on the ballot so that working people picked up most of the $425 million tab. 70% I want to say? Yeah, if I'm that's, remembering I think that's right. Yeah. He spent Half a million dollars to defeat the I-1098 Tax the Rich Statewide Initiative in 2010. Just listing some facts about Paul Allen and his uh, chosen <laughs> his, like yeah. expenditures. Right. That's it. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, also on my Northwest, Jason Rance. Um, not again, to, not to be outdone. Like, oh wait, were we gonna do this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well. We... He he's just like tripping over himself to try to get Burns in, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this making a sport of attacking memories of people before their bodies are even cold, uh, like while they're still warm. Yeah, it's another <laughs> way to say that. Like when they're alive and yeah, yeah. Like uh, Swant went after Paul Allen less than twenty four hours after his death. It's not hard to figure out why she classlessly attacks the dead. Um, he, well, he, yeah, so he goes on to say it's about self-promotion, but, and I know there are a lot of people that don't like Shama Swant, um, but it has always felt to me, and especially in this case, and the John, in the case of John McCain, it's about trying to take the narrative back a little bit. Yeah, seriously. Like, again, that's a pretty, she just, like, said some facts. Yeah, those are. Like, literally, like, it's the... Just stated some <laughs> expenditures on his like bank yeah. statement. Which you That's can it. you can probably find on Wikipedia as yeah. well. Presented yeah. I mean, in like, the exact same way. Just she even said she it's just um he was known as a philanthropist. She didn't yeah. then dig in and go, but that's bullshit. <laughs> she just like listed some facts for you to yeah. figure out for yourself. Yeah. It's really funny that how Savant Sawant craves attention. She's a provocateur, much like Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> though without a shred of charm. Which says a lot, right? Like, oh shit! How charming he feels. Damn. Uh, Milo is. Anyway, this I, there's no yeah no, sense it, in reading the rest of this. It's just well, wait, wait, wait. Utter can, can you read the hilarious line that's like um, where he just says she's a terrible person? Oh no, this is great. This yeah. is great. But above all else, Sawant is a bad person. This is after that same <laughs> thing. Uh, but above all else, Sawan is a bad person. She is a legitimately bad human who represents the worst of humanity. It's like that. That's uh, it. I mean, the whole thing is just okay, like that. It's a okay. bunch of just unsupported. Uh, yeah, right. This is how I feel. Drivel. Like, it's it's really funny, though. I, th- I, um, thought, I really love this. I thought facts didn't care about feelings. Though. Yeah, no kidding. It's, um, it's really weird. Didn't you want to read um, from our friend Bezos oh, Town? I think had the best. Yeah, the best take on Twitter for of Paul Allen's death. This was the yeah, best thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
so uh, Bezos Town, if you're not following um, Bezos Town on Twitter, please do already. Uh, awesome folks, because we don't know if there's more than one, and we don't know what they are. We just know they rule. So they had this awesome tweet, um, I think the day that our, uh, Paul Allen passed away. <laughs> so it's a dialogue. Me. A very rich and powerful Seattle billionaire just died. My kid. Eyes light up. Jeff Bezos? Me. No. Sorry. Paul Allen. My kid. Womp womp. <laughs> Raising him right. <laughs> yeah. Raising him right. I want to believe that's uh, truth. I hope too. so, because that owns so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Get them while they're young. That's, uh, yeah. Indoctrinate the young uh, while you still can. It's very important. Okay, but we're really just building up to the meat here, which is um, yeah. Uh, this Im- just amazing, well, the t- beautiful. Yeah. The the Times has been on a real spree. We're not going to dive into it, but they've endorsed Dino Rossi again. Uh, you know, they're back on their bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So. As always, I mean, this this is always a treat. But like, I think the shit they had to say about um, Paul Allen, it it's just really beautiful. <laughs> It's pretty good. <clears throat> do you want me to read it? Do you, uh, want, to do you it? want to? I I can read it. All right. Let me. I I think I've got it open here. This is an editorial in the Seattle Times, which was released, I believe, simultaneously with the Dino Rossi endorsement. Um, <clears throat> and it's titled "Paul Allen's Lasting Contributions." Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, Microsoft Film. <laughs> philanthropist, owner of professional sports teams, and founder of multiple research institutes in New York, January 31st, 2014. It shows a picture of Paul with his arms crossed, like, ready to do do some business. Although Seattle didn't always support Paul Allen's vision, it came to embrace the idiosyncratic billionaire, (laughs) (laughs) share his passions, and partner with him on real estate, sports, and cultural ventures. Right, so... It can't... Yeah. They have to lead with... It didn't always support his visions. Like... Yeah. But... The text, what you should read here out of this, came to embrace, is just uh, collapsed under the weight of his billions of dollars. Yeah. Had no way to stand up to whatever he wanted to do. Partnered on real estate, meaning he bought up a bunch of real estate and developed it yeah. with an enormous amount of money that no one could say no to. Uh, like... Yeah. Like, and paid to put things on the ballot like the um, Quest Field shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and most recently uh, giving money to a... Wasn't it like a... Giving money to a cons- keep conservatives in office or something? I mean, like just more of the same. Yeah, just another rich asshole. Yeah, someone above... above the reality of politics that we all must endure. Seattle and the state of Washington have no shortage of monuments to Paul Allen and his extraordinary, eclectic mix of business, scientific, and artistic interests. Monuments he himself built to himself and his <laughs> his interests. Yeah. Monuments to his interests that he paid for and made is making you look at every day. Yeah. That you had no choice to uh, participate in or not participate in. Allen's gifts are also seen in the farthest reaches of the globe, where the personal computing revolution spurred by Allen and Bill Gates 
continues to unfold and bring knowledge, opportunity, and economic gains to developing countries. Well, that's... Okay, so this is, like, some pretty, like, boilerplate neoliberal shit about, like, technology improving people's lives around the globe, which, I mean, obviously that's just not true in any meaningful way. That's (laughs) horseshit. Um, But they just, like, gloss through this... The personal computing revolution spurred by Allen and Gates. If you just didn't know, you'd think they fucking invented something. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they mentioned this later, but Gates put out a statement, and he uh, actually kind of describes it a little more realistically, <laughs> um, which is... Well, it, yeah, and it's it's worth... Um, if you aren't aware of this, Paul Allen and Bill Gates met at Lakeside, actually. Yeah. They are both students. Paul was older than Bill, and they would work... They leased time on a computer mainframe, I think at the at the U, maybe, yeah. together Yeah. in their spare time. That's so, how they met. Um... So, Gates says here, in fact, Microsoft would never have happened without Paul. In December 1974, he and I were both living in the Boston area. He was working. I was going to college. One day, he came and got me, insisting that I rush over to a nearby newsstand with me. To a newsstand. (laughs) This is them inventing Microsoft (laughs) by going Uh to a newsstand. Yeah. Okay? When we arrived, he showed me the cover of the January issue of Popular (laughs) Mechanics. (laughs) This is them inventing personal computers, Uh all right? (laughs) It featured a new computer called the Altair 8800, which ran on a powerful new chip, which someone invented and developed this computer with. Paul looked at me and said, This is happening without us! That moment marked the end of my college career and the beginning of our new company, Microsoft. It happened because of Paul. So, basically... (laughs) We saw that someone, people were going to make money uh-huh. in a business because of these... In a very obvious way. <laughs> these new developments. Yeah. And we, that's the genius. But that passes for genius in our society right, right now yeah. today. Seeing money lying on the yeah. table. Timing, which, hey, which not everybody everything. does. Not everybody can. Yeah. I mean, give them credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that they saw yeah. there was money on the table there. Okay, but that's... It, it doesn't impress me that much. No. Okay? No. Lots of people saw that. They had the timing to get in and start... And they, what they wrote for that, the operating system they wrote for that, if you know the history, like they did in in like a weekend. Well, I think know? I think they actually purchased also a very core piece of software. They, yeah, yeah. They purchased Basic maybe from some guy who didn't know what it was worth. Yeah, and that became the right. genesis with, with of Daddy's the, money, right? Yeah, right. They purchased shit, then they wrote it. Uh, that's the ba- the basic like yeah. language used to the the ground, like, foundation of the shitty operating system they wrote that would make the Altair 8800, like, beep and boop, whatever. (laughs) And, and then the next, like, 30 years is them, like, stealing shit from other people and, like, just, just being ruthless in the business of this shit and uh, creating a monopoly that actually stifled innovation. Oh, completely. Like, yeah. Fuck these people, dude. They they yeah. are just some already rich kids who had the right timing. Yes. No, I'm not impressed. Yeah. No, it and yeah. If you if you were born when they were born and you were a geek, 
you could have made a lot of money. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and look, that, hey, they had drive. Okay, they did have drive. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not these aren't. Yeah, you can't completely take this away from no. them. But like, but it's like, you know, I mean, it's like being. It's like being a guy with land and a horse and a sword in, yeah. like, the 8th century in <laughs> Europe and uh-huh. p- picking Charlemagne, you know? <laughs> and that, right? Like, yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm uh, getting on this. No, I'm, I'm, with, I'm right. with this guy. Right. And you, yeah, and then, then you're, you became a a duke or a king somewhere in the <laughs> aftermath of that and your progeny were uh you know dukes yeah. and kings yeah. f- for hundreds of years with your massive wealth <laughs> passed down like yeah that's yeah like well you it, pick the right side exa- you, exactly <laughs> and the thing is there's such a tendency in our culture to celebrate genius and genius in quotes, whatever that may may mean, and I think because of that, it kind of gets trivialized to, or it's it's so broad as to be meaningless. Well, it's also defi- de- defined in capitalist terms. Yeah. So yeah. the only way we know how to identify that is, oh, well, these guys managed to make a lot of money. That's, so they're a genius. That must there's there's <laughs> one explanation. These guys. Yeah, must that's a have good point. Invented something. Or else they wouldn't have this money. <laughs> right. I mean... That would mean something was seriously wrong with how the world worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. All right, so okay. back to the times. Yeah, right? so we get a little flavor. Raised in Wedgwood, the son of a University of Washington librarian, Allen started his first software company with Gates when they were high school students at Lakeside. Allen went on to Washington State University and work in Boston as Gates was attending Harvard. That's where they decided to start Microsoft. And so here's the little bit that... Just, 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 just like, to strip this down, though. Yeah. They decided to start Microsoft, you know? It's like... Yeah, that's that's not a decision most normal people yeah, no, will yeah, ever they were, have. They were both... Very, they met at a, a very exclusive private school. Yeah, the most exclusive, I believe, in Seattle, at least at yeah. the time. Maybe yeah, not yeah, yeah. true today, um, but... Because they both, like, came from very wealthy families who had... And well, I think I think Paul actually was, like, a... Yeah, uh, I guess it said he, he, he was, was a scholarship a, case. Yeah, like, okay, Gates all right. certainly Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so him. I knew that. Okay, that makes sense. They mm-hmm. say here, um... All right, so give Paul Allen a little more credit, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is where we get a little taste of um, what Greg went over. So... Paul foresaw that computers would change the world, Gates recalled in a memorial statement on Monday. Even in high school, before any of us knew what a personal computer was, he was predicting that computer chips would get super powerful and would eventually give rise to a whole new industry. That he, in- he was predicting. Yeah, right. Right, but like, like everyone, like, probably every hobbyist was, was predicting. Well, this yeah, year. but but also people had been writing that in oh, yeah. scientific journals and whenever uh-huh. they could public for decades yeah yeah so Uh uh-huh like yeah every yes he knew he was aware of this that everyone knew this was coming (laughs) yeah even i'm sure the people that made the cpus yeah understood that 
Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> this is what they've been saying. You it's know, the logical conclusion of the technology. It's it's really honestly pretty what, obvious. Well, and but the people who developed this stuff had been say, had, had said been this saying, for decades. Yeah, yeah you know, right, like, right. That insight of his was the cornerstone of everything we did together. Until I would force him out with my good friend, Balmer. <laughs> As the regent mourns Alan's passing on Monday, it's an opportunity to celebrate these lasting contributions, as well as the curiosity and enthusiasm that shaped his life. This is also a time for Seattle to reflect on whether its schools, neighborhoods, universities, and political climate remain fertile ground for raising world-changing entrepreneurs. Ugh. That is some neoliberal bullshit right there. Like, that's... Ugh. That's all we can imagine. That's that is like, our only definition of yeah. genius. That is our <laughs> only concept of how to change or much less save the world. Yeah. Is cultivating, like, bloodthirsty capitalists. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like... And perpetuating the education myth that education will solve any problem that we possibly have as yeah. a society. Yeah. <clears throat> will this place encourage its next Paul Allen to stay, invest in the community, and plant seeds for future growth? Or will it become more tribal and divided, allowing oh. opportunistic special interests to stoke resentment and demonize the successful. I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel I feel demonized attacked. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm re- I am yes. Uh this I don't know how much it has to do with our civic institutions or our education system, but I'm from Seattle and I am here to demonize <laughs> the successful. Well, and again, it's like you're saying, I mean, successful by the definitions of capitalism, not not successful by any social good kind of measure. Right. And I mean, of course, the the running theme besides like genius and entrepreneurship and innovation with you know when people talk about Paul Allen is the philanthropy thing. Yeah. And we haven't really touched on this yet, but um I, I, as far as I'm concerned, philanthropy is a social ill. Yeah. Uh, it represents uh, undemocratic power. It's This guy had the power to step in and in some limited, hand-wavy ways, like, contribute to his society, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And all that means is this particular rich asshole, to some degree, along with his yachts and, uh, and memorabilia collections that he forces you to look at like clockwork orange <laughs> um just had a strong sense of noblesse oblige right you know yeah. like yeah well and I, I think you're totally right and we've definitely harped on this a bit on the show but um and if you're this is not the first show you've listened to you probably heard us talk about it but uh i think this is becoming increasingly clear in even the last year with what's happened in seattle with not just Amazon's influence against the uh, employee head tax, but Paul Allen's uh, investment in this this gun control initiative. Yeah. Um, and that's just in Seattle. This is happening everywhere. These people, they operate outside and beyond the normal political realms, at least that we can influence. Um, well, the power <clears throat> is growing so uneven 
wealth inequality is so, the, right. the wealth these people have at the top is so astronomical now that I think like obviously like our politics has been dominated by money for decades maybe but ever. like yeah and to some degree yes um but I think it's another way that they're chasing the dragon right it's like yeah they're it's naked it's just becoming really naked now because like what they're like well i mean well they're not they never they never face any consequences right so it's each each step of like yeah of inserting of of using that power like look um amazon to a large degree stayed out of political stuff publicly for a long time and even the head tax thing they only like sort of dip their toe in the PR side of it, but right. they were clearly heavily influential behind the scenes, and in a, in a massive implicit way. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not like they didn't learn from Paul Allen's example over just in this town alone of all the stuff he was like. Well, yeah, I'm gonna throw my money around in these big things that are, you know, that some stuff that you know you're bleeding heart liberals will love and some stuff that's just about making me rich and yeah. and I and they love me for all of it and so right someone like Bezos and the folks at Amazon they're like well okay you know I guess that's how the world is now uh let's use that to our advantage I do own one of the world's one of the nation's most important newspapers uh, I control the message to some degree <laughs> like yeah well um from our last show, he he feels that he's a custodian, or like he's yeah. a guardian of democracy by yeah. owning the Washington Post. Yeah. Very mm. cool. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> Although the region didn't always support Alan's vision. <laughs> oh, this, is, this was at the top. Yeah. It eventually embraced the idiosyncratic billionaire, shared his passions, and partnered with him on real estate, sports, and cultural ventures. So again, this is like, you know, at first, this woman didn't like being throat-fucked by her her companion, but over time, she learned to uh, accept it. This is some kind of like rape culture myth, isn't it? It it kind of, you know, yeah. By which I mean, uh, you know what I mean, like some kind of... Yeah, like he's um, forcing his his wants and wills and, and desires and, on us, and now we're convi- They're trying to convince us we like it, now. and we're you starting know? to believe we we're did. Like, yeah, we're trying to get into it. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that wasn't so bad. There was some thrill there. Well, it, that is actually the gist of this, right? Yeah, they're saying like, well, it actually did kind of suck all people's, that shit he did. Natural but... <laughs> human reaction was disgust, <laughs> yeah. like visceral disgust yeah. between. Between the EMP and Questfield, yeah. like, just, like, visceral disgust. But, you know, now, uh, time <laughs> went on, and people have been worn down, and the narrative has been harped for so long in this paper that it's he's good. now a city father, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah, right, right. Like, you liked it all along. Well, oh, God, this is perfect. In his own way, Alan hugged Seattle back. Oh. I mean, like, that's it, right? Like, yeah, dude. When he pushes me down the stairs, it's because he loves me. I'm just being a dumb bitch sometimes. <laughs> I'm just so stupid. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of dude. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. Wow. The gist, or at least that's what I'm getting. Uh, 
directing much of his film philanthropy to the region, establishing research institutions in his home t- hometown, generously supporting the UW and WSU, and sharing his vast collections of rock memorabilia, technology, and vintage airplanes with the public. You love it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so this is like, yeah, well, he does hit me, but he's got an IROC Z, and he takes me out for pizza sometimes on Friday, and that's really <laughs> fucking cool, okay? <clears throat> oh my god. And look, again, like some of that philanthropy sure, maybe it is positive in some way, but it's like that wealth that he shouldn't be allowed to have, <laughs> you could control democratically and actually maybe solve some problems. Oh, could yeah. absolutely solve I'm just think of like there are three people that are that live, have residences like within let's just say twenty miles. I don't even think it's that big of a radius. I think it's more like 12 miles and they have almost a trillion dollars in wealth yeah between the three yeah. of them bezos gates and if you throw in paul allen like yeah a quarter of a trillion dollars yeah that's crazy that's yeah. crazy yeah <clears throat> and that's three fucking people there are hundreds of billionaires now like yeah. literally hundreds more than can be listed in that fucking what is it forbes that does the billionaire list yeah. Yeah. And th- and again, like to reiterate your points that you made before, Greg, it's like the, the all this money enables them to do whatever they want to do and to pretend like they're contributing in some positive way. And as long as we continue to accept it like we did with well, to some extent they did with Amazon's and Jeff Bezos's uh, <clears throat> first day mindset um, initiative, you know, with education and um, helping homeless families. Then we'll never we'll never get any positive thing to come from representative democracy because we're just going to expect it to happen organically from well, these people. Have, right, you have to get lucky <clears throat> with like, yeah. That somehow the the noblesse oblige the the benevolent, moneyed, amazing person right. is going to do the right thing. And it's like as long as they appear sl- at least slightly benevolent, then that just is that enough. forestalls the revolution. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. all it takes right now in our politics. Totally, our like neoliberal outlook is like if you can point to any. Any of that little tiny sense of noblesse oblige, like that. Look, the 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 aristocracy is fulfilling their <laughs> obligation to the peasants. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Um. The you know then they seem they can we can praise them like the heroes that they want to be, and that's it. Yeah. And then yeah. we don't come and take their money with pitchforks and torches. Oh god. Well, it's funny you say that because that's reminding me. I think on the last show, uh, I brought something up about. <clears throat> neoliberalism, but I didn't get to make the point. I think it's from um, capitalist realism um, that it's meant to be restorative, but restorative in the sense of restoring an aristocracy. Yeah, yeah. Restoring power to the moneyed class. Yeah. That's what neoliberalism is. That's what it's doing. That's what we're watching it do. Yeah. And that is very obvious, really. I mean, I think everyone now like is starting gets that to, to a degree. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the numbers are so clear over the last, over this century of the 
incredible growth and wealth and equality. Yeah. Is like, it's very clear. But we still find these fairy tales that allow us to justify that or be thankful for it or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the way we lionize yeah. Jeff Bezos. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, people i mean people in this town still like basically turn all turn all government over to jeff and he'll yeah. solve it you know mm-hmm. this that's that very like silicon valley oh god uh, totally mindset yeah fuck I well there is people. no history greg there's yeah, only tomorrow no kidding. Oh, <laughs> that is those people are fucking warped man yeah I, I, yeah if you haven't we're we're talking about the Lewandowski, is that his name the piece in the new yorker about the guy who basically grifted Google and then s- stole all the technology that he helped build for self-driving cars and took it to Uber. Uh, yeah, this guy. Um, and yeah, and his his attitude is just so. And you know what that <laughs> keeps getting reiterated is that that attitude is like basically what built Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley and like yeah. how it operates now. Uh-huh. And it's like this guy. Yeah, the treacherous. His attitude age. was like history is not important all that matters <laughs> is the future and this is these people these tech these uh tech uh dukes are yeah. basically their attitude is like as long as we're innovating as long as like we're moving forward like that's its own um that's its own good you know? yeah it's it, it's truly the ends justify them so means. like for amazon like as long as they're innovating new ways to shop and you know, then that justifies whatever else they're doing because they're moving society forward. in some sort of nebulous forward direction. I, you're completely right because when I talk about this anecdotally with people who aren't of the same uh, ideological persuasion as I am, which is most people, that is what that's the resistance you get back. Is yeah. that well before Amazon, I couldn't get a package the same day. I couldn't get deliver, uh, groceries delivered to me. I couldn't have a little pill that listens to my commands and shows me entertainment on my television. Like, and okay. Like, yeah. But, but it, those all are, those things are utterly banal and stupid. Well, absolutely. They solve only... The yuppie like, class problems. Yeah, like problems you don't have exactly and the trade-offs are hidden from you in your personal yuppie life Mm -hmm. the you know the the people who like slave away in poor conditions um for low wages uh you don't see that the whole industries of small retail businesses that have been put under by companies like amazon and amazon itself like you don't you don't see that so like it's been marketed to you in a flashy way yeah. these things as like these incredible innovations but they're very dumb oh incredibly dumb and the irony too i i love is that we're kind of digging our own grave with all these things it's like oh well i'm saving time because now i don't have to go to the store and like now the idea of yeah the idea in a, in a culture that wasn't so fucked up the idea of not having the time to go to the store and being impressed by like would be horrifying. Like the yeah, it's because of companies like Amazon and their like, their insistence that you work constantly. And that, they- exactly. That's yeah. That's that was the point I was trying to make. Is like, you have more time so that you can do more work, because like you were telling me, Greg, like most people now, the job they do was three jobs ten years ago. Oh yeah. 
<clears throat> and that's only going to continue. We're... And our, our whole attitude of what work is now um, is... Like, it's it's now pervasive. Yeah. No anyone you talk to in any business now, it's like... The attitude of what work is, is like, if you're at work... Yeah. Like, you're working your ass off every minute that you're there. <laughs> right. And that's like a... I, that the logic of that only makes sense in a truly like dystopic hellhole. Like yeah, that that the idea that a concept like time theft can even exist. Oh Jesus! Like don't get me started on that. Is is really fucking telling, <laughs> man. And it's thanks it to the thinking yeah. of people like like Jeff Bezos and the people at Amazon and other of these people who see the rest of us as fucking tiny facilitators to their yeah Yeah. whatever to their ends whatever those may be whether it's they want to buy a flashlight from amazon or they want to watch trans america on amazon prime studios like yeah yeah um so we'll just finish this up alan also drove a hard bargain continuing the theme of well he actually sucked, but yeah, yeah. we're going to convince ourselves we liked him. Yeah. In convincing him to save the Seahawks, the people of Washington State agreed to pay 70% of the cost of a new football stadium. In convincing him to save the Seahawks. What? What is wrong? Like, again, like what the fuck is wrong with people? There, there are people dying in the street and have been for since fucking Mayor Murray. And no, like nothing is changing, and we have we've got this narrative of oh god we have to have we've got to have sports we've got to have the Seahawks they need to well, be saved and the billionaire we convinced him to save us but he <laughs> made up you know he made us pay uh, our fair yeah, share he right. made us you know well yeah this a hard, is like he's the, a good he's a he's a he's a stern <laughs> dad you know but a good one it's the fucking World Bank it's David Graeber you know like. Uh, debt right like, yeah 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 no it absolutely is this idea of like <laughs> um responsibility and yeah which leads to austerity yeah essentially yeah yeah no it's just yeah it's exactly that it's uh, um but it's just so it's aggravating as I, I don't know i i'm a little bit triggered by sports i guess recently because um i mean we had we just the county just decided to pay some percentage of the money that the Mariners were asking for, which was over $100 million. Um, And now we're doing all this work to get an NHL team that I don't fucking care. Nobody gives a shit about the NHL. Jenny gives a shit. She does because she just wants it to be a checklist. She wants... She she needs to just hit that mark on her performance review. So that when she runs for the Senate... Right, which or for she's governor. yeah, which she's no doubt gonna try to do. Um, she'll that'll be like the whole thing. Yeah, I brought the, <laughs> the NHL team, and under my watch, literally hundreds of people without homes died on the streets. Yeah. Oh, also, I founded an innovation advisory council that's met once in like seventy days and hasn't uh, produced a single innovation. I personally hope they never meet again because anything they do is gonna be like they're going to innovate. I mean, well, we we talked about this. It's going to be something yeah. robotic that kills you, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. <laughs> it's like, 
No doubt. Literally, it's going to be like anti-homelessness robots. Oh, so for sure. That's all they're going to yeah. come up with. Because um, it's, it's about aesthetics. It's not about anything else. Yeah, so let's hope they never meet again. Um, yeah. Um, and since we're speaking about this, uh, I think Brett Hamill has a show this Friday, the 26th, Northwest Film Forum, mm-hmm. doing his Seattle process. Um, and I believe... I think this is a bit. I don't think this is for real. He claims he has a leak from the Innovation Advisory Council, um, oh, some yeah, of their yeah, innovations. Yeah. So uh, That sounds like a good bit. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hoping it's a bit, and you should go check that out, and I bet it'll be pretty funny. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> so Fuck, oh, is there more to this? There's a little bit more, and since we're talking sports, we haven't mentioned this yet, I don't think. But uh, everyone now is just coming all over their very tight football jersey pants to get Jeff Bezos to somehow purchase the Seahawks and become the new owner, including the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones. Why? He said he would would literally piggyback. Like, give Jeff Bezos a piggyback ride to become an owner. I, I don't know. Why do we? Why I don't, does that guy I don't care? Know. Just so they can. Maybe it's some weird club. You know. Maybe it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's ma- like, like uh, it definitely is. Like, like, a, like uh, fucking eyes wide shut. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um. But like, well, who owns? Like, presumably, Paul Allen share. You know, there. I'm sure that's uh. Just a he had a will so. somewhere yeah. that I think his sister is the executor, or at least inheritor of the whole estate huh. um, that isn't being given to charity. So yeah, why does it, so people, I think, why, who cares who owns it? Exactly. Like, if it's not gonna, if it's just gonna be some I, rich people, like, who cares which I, ones? Exa- well, and the pieces, the pieces that I've read are like, well, okay, Jerry Jones wants it to happen, but uh, his sister doesn't appear to like football, so she probably won't want to manage the team. You know, manage have anything this. to have anything to it's do like, with the team, and it's like, who gives a shit? I mean, why not just hang on? No, to No, but it? you know like, what? In the sports team ownership, I is like a thing. It is for some reason, even though they're just these trappings. rich ass people, yeah. does have trappings, and it has like, um, there's some theater to it. It's like you yeah. you're supposed to show up and occasionally and like be the owner uh-huh. or something. Like there are yeah, there are yeah. some things people want you to do. You got to like chug people, a beer you, on the 50 yard line. Yeah, or like <laughs> so you're supposed to say things publicly occasionally. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't like, follow this stuff, but they are like figure, right? They're not Sure. I don't sure. know. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah they they cuz the brand kind of in some ways, at least when you've got these very big personalities like Jerry Jones and the owner of the Patriots, the what's that fucker's name? It's not the Kellogg guy. What's what's his I don't know. Some, you know, major that guy. They they become part of that brand. But yeah, well who cares? I well I see just it's don't. like I don't, it doesn't people matter. People cheering for him to buy they just want their hero Jeff to be more, even more To more heroic. heroic. Like yeah, 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 yeah. They like they're it's uh-huh. Yeah, no, like I think you're really cheering into the Coliseum or mm-hmm. something. They're yeah. like, yeah. they're thumbs upping that he like steps in and, <laughs> and, and buys the Seahawks and takes the the twelfth man flag off of poor Paul Allen's off dead his body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, is that always gonna be buried? Please, I don't know, man. Oh, 
Seattle oh. voters also rejected Allen's proposal for a grand park in South Lake Union. That actually sounds like it was probably a good idea. Uh, the park, <laughs> not the uh, the rejection. But the city ended up spending around $500 million on infrastructure supporting his development of offices and apartments there instead. So again, there you go. It's like, well, what good did he actually do? He helped. He, he, these people are accelerationists. They really are. They're just trying to destroy the earth so that they can go live in space and have sex with aliens. I mean, there's no other explanation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I mean, it's know, just, uh, it's like, oh, I mean, but the text of that is really just, he was a real estate developer. He was very rich, so he bought land, and then it got <laughs> well, yeah. bought and developed. Like, right, right. It's like I, that's how our that's how real estate works. That's how our our yeah. wealth is. That's yeah. how um, growth works is for profit. I mean, so it's like yeah, that could have been any rich. Oh, absolutely, guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it just happened to be Paul. Yeah, so usually it's some other like rich guy or their firm. Um, Allen's real estate company was chosen to lead a massive redevelopment of the Seattle Housing Authority's priceless Yesler Terrace property overlooking Elliott Bay. Pundits will debate who got the better end on some of these deals. But Seattle and the rest of the world are richer and more fun because of Paul Allen. You know, that whole article really supported that last sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. How are we richer? I no, we're we're all so much worse off. Well, you know what? Like maybe maybe we are richer. We are richer because no one from Seattle lives here anymore. It's all fucking Californians that work for Amazon. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, we are we are literally here. richer. Yeah, or the people who weren't gentrified <coughs> out yeah. yet. No, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, there's a but at what cost? There's a class population exchange yeah. in the yes. city. Like yeah. we, like people left the city because they were too poor. So yeah, and richer people came and replaced them. So yeah, we're richer now. Yeah, and we're certainly not more fun. We are a sterile, like New York wannabe, fucking cement garbage. Oh, we're so much less fun. Oh, co- yeah. holy Christ! This city. It sucks. So much less fun. It I'm finally coming. I've been I've been resistant to this whole idea of you know since getting back from L.A. and like I'm finally no it is it's just like they have killed a lot of neighborhoods. And this is an old song like a lot of people are singing, but you know it really is true. Like it's a lot less fun this town. Um, goddamn. But like our, it, I guess it's like a whole rub, the whole rubric of success and of mm-hmm. regional wealth is totally stacked. Like yeah, if this just amorphous idea of the city yeah is your rubric yeah. is how you just like yeah oh, Seattle is richer, but like that has nothing to do with re- actual people. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah, so yeah. many of whom, yeah. so many from. Like a broad wealth uh, strata and background and class mm-hmm. have been forced out completely. Yeah, I've been forced off solid ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 
Well, I saw Day tweeting about this recently. I think he just moved again. I think he lives in, like, Des Moines now. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, how... Yeah, no, no one... You can't... You just... You cannot live here. So, yeah. And what we've lo- we've truly sold our soul to these people. I... So, yeah, these people who built up, like Paul Allen, a shitload of luxury apartments so that, that they could empty. turn those over yeah. on the global, like, real estate market <laughs> and cash yeah. out, and yeah. now they're just sitting there empty. Yeah, and we've got all these restaurants that honestly are all the same, uh, open and close all the time, just garbage. No music anymore, Nothing. That is a, I mean, there still is, like... Yeah, that scene is different, for sure. Not that I care. I fucking hate live music. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's still, of course, places to see music. Yeah. But um, yeah. the it is different, because there used to be a lot more dive bars that would have, oh, like, totally. shows every night. Yeah. Um, and now those are all much swankier places that are... Yeah. They've probably yeah. been bulldozed, and now they're multi-use apartments or condominiums or something. But fuck. Yeah. So. Uh, Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. It's so much fun. Um, thank you for being a billionaire and being from here. That's awesome. Thank, you, thank you for so much for that. Uh, seeing money on the table and be having an opportunity to grab it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for jizzing your own personal <laughs> obsessions in my face. Uh, yeah. And making me swallow it. Uh, thank you for being a banal, dull loser. Yeah. Who, like, isn't isn't even as cool as Jeff Bezos. Who is probably, like, is a non-human android. Yeah. But, like... Newer model. I guess I'm. That's a little unfair, maybe because I think maybe my analysis previously has been that you know Jeff Bezos should concentrate more on here on Earth. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing good about to praise about Paul Allen. So, um, in on that rubric, I'm going to call him just a boring loser. That seems perfectly fair to me. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, awesome. So that was that was it. That was our uh, Paul Allen <laughs> tribute episode. <laughs> yeah, our obit to Paul Allen. Remembering Paul, how his smile made us smile. smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. yeah. So uh, if you're not um, following us on Twitter, please do that. We're at Seattle Sucks Pod. Yeah, drop us a tweet. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. We love to hear from you. I feel like our thing, our podcast, goes out on so many different um, places, directions yeah. that it's hard to really know how many people are yeah. listening because yeah. the way we hosted ourselves, right? Yeah, um, it's 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 very imprecise. Yeah, so we, you know, getting some feedback from people um, about like that you are listening at all would be cool. Yeah. Or hearing like, hey, give us suggestions about what to talk about. Yeah, Maybe, um, does anyone out there wants to come on the show? Mm-hmm. We're looking for guests, so... Yeah, we... you feel like you have something to say... We would love to have you, so get in touch with us on Twitter, or you can send us an email at seattlesuckspodcast at gmail.com, I believe. 
um, if that's easier for you to do. Uh, and you can also find our show on iTunes or our website, which is seattle.sucks. And I think, and also, um, I know we've we've harped on this a bit, and uh, we ourselves are becoming part of that aristocracy that we've been railing on with our Patreon. But if you'd like, we have a Patreon. You can give us money, and uh, that will help us to continue to live. That and, might uh, help us have more motivation to like keep up a regular uh, schedule as well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Because right now we're, we feel like we're just talking into the abyss, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah, it is. So fun. all good. Though we have some diehard fans, and uh, yeah, I, which is cool. We see you. Uh, yeah, no, we do. Uh, Mr. Rigdon is that his handle? Jason Rigdon, I think that's his name. Yeah. He, he's got a podcast. Yeah. Thank right? you for listening and for always amplifying us. Uh, <clears throat> and Bezos Town again, like yeah, awesome, awesome folks. Uh, so if you're not following either one of those, because yeah, you mentioned uh, Jason has a podcast or several. He also has a list of Seattle-run podcasts which you should check out. Yeah, um, if you uh, want to support local podcasts, or maybe we can put that in the uh, show notes. In the notes, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks for, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remembering Paul, how his smile made me smile.